People often believe that they can't use metaphor or feel uncomfortable about trying. Part of the difficulty is that metaphor often works best when it emerges spontaneously, and it's difficult to be spontaneous when you feel under pressure. Ian uses a couple of very simple warm-up techniques that help to overcome adult inhibitions. The more you are able to engage the imagination that a child has, the more creative you're going to be. So it's a little cloud and a rainbow and a twilight and a crab said, oh, what a beautiful day. That ability to access a certain state of wonder, a certain state of openness, rather than us imposing adult limitations on our own creativity. How to do that? There are things we can do to make it easier. <coughs> Life is like... The volunteers are asked to get into groups of three. Person A says the words, life is like, and turns to person B. Person B says the first object that comes into their mind, and adds the word, because, as they turn to person C. Person C has to complete the sentence as spontaneously as possible. Like is like. Um, a table, because... You can put a lot of weight on it, but it can collapse suddenly. <laughs> Life is like a bowl of cherries. The quickest way to get them If you have too much, the juice runs down your face. OK, let's up the ante. We'll move from life is like to marriage is like. Marriage is like. Marriage is like a large spoon full of curry powder because... At times it gets pretty hot. Marriage is like um, a child playing. Because. because when a child plays, you never know what mischief that child's going to get up to. Fun and laughter are obviously an important part of the process of getting people to relax and become able to respond in a more unselfconscious way. Ian's next exercise involves getting his participants to attempt a more sustained use of imagination by inventing stories. He sets up the conditions so that the stories cannot be pre-planned. He puts them into new groups of three. Persons A and B think of a random object. Person C thinks of an issue or problem and states it briefly. Person A now has to immediately tell a story. The story should use person B's object and should in some way address person C's issue. You will find this story has a natural way of unfolding and furthermore that you will know when it's finished it will come to some sort of resolution of its own accord. And the person who's been listening to these two stories, that's it. You just make of them whatever you do, and you don't have to do anything with it. This is equally important. Part of why storytelling is a very powerful technique is that it does not require anybody else to then say, oh yes, I see, thank you for that illuminating story, I now realize what I must do. It's actually a very permissive. It allows people to make connections in their own way and indeed in their own time. Here we'll see William inventing a story around Maria's object and Joey's issue. My object is a blue sports car. Mine is a wheelbarrow. Thank you, Maria. Okay. The issue, my issue at the moment is about taking my leadership back into the workplace and uh, what I'm really wanting to do is to balance uh, my life properly. 
so that I can take on a really important challenge to actually lead a project which is uh, quite major and quite important to me and to, to the others involved in it. Okay, this story involves Joey the gardening dog who was employed uh, at an old folks home as a pet. Uh, sit there, have his head patted, etc, etc. Uh, but then it was found that Joey was more useful than that, in that he could go around and he used to pay a lot of attention to the flowers that were in the wrong place. And the gardener noticed this, that this dog would be looking at it and sniffing this flower. And he always picked out the ones that weren't thriving. And he noticed that if Joey the dog noticed that he was watching, he wouldn't do this. So he had to do it in such a way that was surreptitious. He, he, you know, so he'd just pile things in his wheelbarrow and take them around the garden. He found that when he was just pushing his wheelbarrow around, seemingly with nothing in it, the dog tweaked to this. He realised that what was in the wheelbarrow was actually quite relevant. So that in the end, the only way that he could get to find out which of the flowers was in the right place and which needed to be moved and to observe the dog's behaviour was to get the, what was in the wheelbarrow right. He had to have the things that he was using at any one time to be in the wheelbarrow to be doing a real job in order to be able to observe what the dog was doing. That's the end of the story. <laughs> I loved it. I, I like telling stories anyway. Uh, and what's really fascinating, I wasn't really consciously aware that Joey was your name and I just came up with that as a, as a name, really. Uh, and I wasn't trying to sort the issue out. No, in fact, by about the f second or third sentence, I'd forgotten what the issue was and was just sort of trying to... Yeah, this stuff just came. I don't know. There's no, there was no rhyme or reason to it. And William was uh, talking about the wheelbarrow story and the Joey the dog. Um, what that said to me was about the wheelbarrow of resources, um, and it was actually something which I realised that I didn't really put forward in my issue, which was actually about um, bringing all the resources um, of uh, my my past and my experience together to actually take it into to, to my leadership now. Um, so it was, it was fascinating that it actually took me there and that was really the, the, the depth of what was coming across was that he reminded me of, um, of, of what I really needed to do. But would this sort of thing be acceptable in practice? We asked two participants if they thought exercises like these could really be of any use in the world of business. I think if you just went into a business and started doing this, in some businesses that would not work at all well. I think the people would love it and Maybe they need to go away for a day or two off-site to do that. I wouldn't necessarily use all the um, something is like that we used this morning, but I think it can help to free people up. I think it brings in so much more of what people are about. And sometimes if you use visual imagery um, or you get people in touch with how they feel, um, then they can suddenly get an insight which isn't available to them.